So I finally crossed something off my bucket list. I finally finished reading The Alchemist, this novel written by the award-winning Brazilian writer Paulo Coelho. Chances are you've heard of it. I've certainly heard of it for over 10 years in my life. It's always existed in the peripherals because it's always being mentioned here and there, especially by my writers at Empirics. And because I've been incredibly busy, I've always put it off. Finally, because of the pandemic, I've had some extra time and I had the chance to go through it. And having finished, I have to say, oh my, it is truly, truly moving with a lot of incredible powerful life lessons contained within it. So tonight I'd like to share with you what I think are some of the most powerful takeaways that we can gain from The Alchemist and why you should consider reading it too. The first thing I'd like to share is the lesson that all of us should have our own personal legends through our own identification of it. See, at the very beginning of the story, we're introduced to Santiago, who's this young shepherd's boy who's just about to sleep with a sheep in the abandoned church somewhere in Spain. And he's really excited because he's made a deal to sell wool the next day with this merchant at the market square. And he's always excited to see this young girl that he has a crush on, who he believes is the one. Very normal stuff, very ordinary life. Well, his excitement would be interrupted by this dream that he has been having on a recurring basis. This child appears, very mysterious, and beckons him to go all the way to Egypt, to where the Great Pyramids are, because apparently there lies treasures. And because he's been having this perplexing dream, he decides ultimately to find out what it means. He visits this gypsy fortune teller who tells him that the dream is actually a premonition, that there truly is a treasure by where the pyramids are in Egypt, and that he should go there to recover it. So there was this great adventure ahead of him, and he feels like it's almost a calling. He's been having this dream a lot. But at the same time, he also feels weighed down because for his entire life, since his father and those before him, and also those around him, they've always told him that he was a shepherd's boy. That's what they expected him to be, a shepherd. To go off to this adventure would mean giving that up. He even had a conversation with a strange old man just about this very topic. He wants to go, but at the same time, if he did, what would happen of his life of being a shepherd? And it's at this point that we get a glimpse into this lesson. As the old man tells him that most of us in life were never able to realize our destinies because we are held back by the expectations and the definitions of others. What Coelho means by this, I think, is really how a lot of us in life, we have deep-rooted passions. Whether it came to us in a mysterious dream, or it's always been a part of us, just dreams in our life that we have, we don't pursue them because oftentimes those around us, they hold us back. They hold us back with their expectations of us, who they expect us to be, and with their identifications of us, their definitions of us, who they say we are. And if we accept the definitions and the expectations of others, we will never be able to realize our own personal legends, our own great adventures. So for example, in a real life context, some of us might aspire to be artists, but then we might have overbearing parents or even skeptical friends around us who tell us that, oh, you can't be an artist, you are this, or you don't have this ability, or all these other countless reasons. And the fact being that if we accept those things, we would never even have a chance to explore this potential adventure that we could go on. And because of this realization and much contemplation, Santiago ultimately decides to go. The second lesson is that we see things for what we think they are rather than what they truly are. In other words, we all have our own biases, and this can lead to a lot of misfortunes. Because as Santiago sets off, he sails to Morocco, and he arrives in this distant land. He knows nobody. He's just at the very beginning of his journey. He goes into this bar, and he meets this very friendly foreign person who is just as excited as he is, who seems very, very helpful, and tells him to help him with everything. 
although people around him were telling him that he should be careful, especially this bartender. And because he believed that people were really helpful, especially where he was from, he trusted this person and ultimately he had all of his money stolen. The lesson here is oftentimes, when we look at things that happen or the people we meet in our lives, we project our own values upon them, which really clouds us from seeing the truth of things. And there is an importance for us to be able to step back and consider the truth for what it is and not let our biases cloud them. Especially for many of us who are pursuing our own destinies in life, our own personal legends. It might be, for example, starting your own business. You might be so excited by it that your excitement and your own values and your own beliefs at the time might cloud you from seeing things for what they are. Things that can be potentially risky towards realizing your destiny or your dreams. So what Coelho is trying to teach us here is that we should always have a very critical view even if we are pursuing our own destinies in life and that we have to be very guarded and very careful in realizing our own destinies. The third lesson is that we should never give up even in the face of tragic failure. After his money was stolen, Santiago was effectively left penniless. He could end his journey right there. There was essentially no money for him to continue to travel all the way to Egypt. He was in Morocco, which is still quite far off. But he decided not to give up. He eventually found a job and started working as an assistant to a crystal merchant, ultimately even becoming the partner of the business itself. And he made quite a lot of money from it. But again, this would be one of the many instances in his adventure where he would face hardships and adversities. First being this, later on in the story, he would also be kidnapped, held hostage, and various other adversities as well. But in every occasion, where it seems like that was the end of it, he never gave up. And it was his tenacity to continue that propelled him forwards and closer and closer to his ultimate destination. A lot of us in life, when we face these adversities, the failure isn't in the outcome that was experienced, but rather how we react to the outcome. A lot of times, adversity comes in the forms of things that we do not plan or do not want to happen. These undesired outcomes, and they may be truly tragic and challenging. But it isn't a failure we don't give up. And oftentimes, if we don't give up, rather if we learn from it and use it to shape our progression forward, then we actually get closer and closer to success, at least according to Coelho. In other words, success is really a journey that requires a lot of progressive steps taken in a way where we're learning along the way from all the different sorts of outcomes that we experience. And even in the greatest adversities, if we don't give up, we will only get closer and closer to it. The fourth lesson, which I think is quite an interesting one, is this idea of being too comfortable. Throughout his journey, Santiago actually had many moments where he achieved semblances of success. For example, when he worked for the crystal merchant as he's trying to build back the money that would allow him to continue his travels to Egypt, he eventually became quite successful. He built a life for himself in Morocco and he could continue onwards being a crystal merchant. The crystal merchant actually offered him his business as well to become a partner and he could stay there indefinitely and be incredibly rich. He could also go back to Spain where he could use this money to buy sheep again much more than before and be also a successful shepherd. At this point in his life, he was quite settled. Yet ultimately, he calls back to his personal legend. He knows that there's still much more ahead. He can't just be stagnant and just stay there. There is still this journey ahead that he has to take this adventure, this calling of his. Also later on in the story, as he travels through the desert from Morocco through these caravans, he meets this woman who falls in love with. And he also built a life in this oasis town somewhere in the desert. And he became very settled with it and everyone knew him and he was really popular. And he had a very good life, especially with a woman. He was in love. But yet again, he also realized that he could not just stay there and be so comfortable and never pursue his ultimate calling. It was at this point in the book, he met an alchemist and he tells the alchemist of his dilemma, whether he should stay in the desert with this woman or actually pursue his, his legend. 
And the alchemist told him that you could of course stay there and you could of course not pursue this legend of yours. But what would happen is with time as you be with this woman and live with her and start a family or get married, at some point in time, a part of you will always wonder about this legend that you could have potentially pursued, about this calling of yours. If you never pursue it and you just let it stop there, it will always burn you and eat away at you and you'll be deeply dissatisfied within. And this is such a powerful lesson because many times in life, for many of us, whether we are entrepreneurs or whether we are just going through life in our own pursuits, we sometimes achieve semblances of early success or semblances of comfort. We can build very comfortable lives for ourselves. We can get to a point where we see some accomplishment and we get so comfortable that we stop our journey. And what happens is that by being so comfortable and stagnant, we never truly realize our potential and actualize perhaps our own legends. And that's the point here. As humans, we're naturally inclined to be comfortable, but only dwelling in the comfort zone will not allow us to fully realize our destiny. The fifth lesson is that we should be a student of life and all of its experiences, that we can learn things from anyone and anything that happens in life. Throughout his journey across the desert, Santiago meets different people, an Englishman, an alchemist, caravan drivers, even certain clansmen, militia and townspeople, and experiences many things throughout the entire book. Every single person that he meets and every single thing that he encounters and every experiences that he has, he learns from them. And I think there's something very beautiful about that. That there is this idea that truly the ignorant is the person who thinks that they know everything. That life contains with it many lessons that if we were to treat life with this grand curiosity, there's so much we can learn from it. For example, at one point as Santiago was traveling on a caravan, across this very dangerous zone of the desert where there was a conflict going on, he actually went to ask the caravan driver out of curiosity, why do you do your job? And what's your view on life? Again, something as simple as this is something that many of us don't do. We might, for example, judge certain people and don't think they're capable of teaching us anything. But what the caravan driver says is truly enlightening. He says that he may be a simple caravan driver and of course the job is dangerous, but he tries not to spend too much time worrying about the future or really thinking about the past. As he's on the road, he's always in the present. And he says that if you're a person who's engaged in the present, you will always be a happy person and live a pleasant life, not worrying about such things. Again, something like this, which is so powerful, can be gained if we're receptive to learning from life itself and the many people and the many things that will happen to us in life. The sixth and final lesson is the truth about the treasure of life. After spending such a long journey, this great adventure spanning continents and years really in the making, he finally arrives at the Great Pyramids. And as he's digging away excitingly, he just couldn't find it despite being at the right location. And suddenly, he is also ambushed by a bunch of robbers who rob him and then goes on to interrogate why he's there. And so he reveals that he's actually there to look for this treasure that he's dreamt about. And the robbers mock him. They say that it's ridiculous that he's actually pursued a dream to come all the way here. There was no treasure buried at this location and that they too also have dreams of treasures elsewhere, but they're never that foolish to pursue such stupid dreams. And then eventually they leave. And it turns out that the treasure was not buried there all along. In other words, this entire journey, at least towards the pyramid, was all for nothing. So Santiago did not discover a special treasure by the pyramids. This whole time, the search all the way, all the way to the pyramids was essentially fruitless. But then he realizes something. Because of chasing this dream, because of chasing this personal legend, he's really been on an adventure. He's encountered a lot, he's experienced a lot, he's met a lot of people. He's really grown as a person and really developed. And that really was truly the treasure. And I think this is the most powerful lesson of this entire book, that the treasure of life 
Sometimes we set out on this legend of our own, this destiny, pursuing what we think is a treasure, but we don't realize that the journey itself is the treasure. Because of the journey and what we experience in life and how we can actually grow from it, that is truly more worthwhile than anything material. Had Santiago not set out on this journey, and never pursued this dream of chasing this treasure. He would just be the same shepherd's boy as he always was, as his father was, and live a very monotonous life and never experience anything and go halfway across the world and have such a fulfilling life. That the riches he was seeking for was really a richness in life and that is the treasure that we should all have. We should aspire to develop a very rich life of our own, a life full of adventure, unforgettable memories, of learning, and development and that is a treasure that is more valuable and worthwhile than anything else can possibly imagine. How do we apply that into practice then? Surprisingly, if you look at the backstory of the author himself, very much so we can see the alchemist applied to him. When Paulo Coelho first wrote this book back in the 80s, in the very first six months, no one bought the book. In fact, it took more than six months to sell two copies. In the first year, it was a disaster. Apparently, the first publisher that worked with him actually ended the contract with him and cut him loose. And at the time, Coelho was at a low point in his life. But he recounted in his interview, he said that the alchemist is very personal to him because just like Santiago, he was pursuing his own personal legend. He was pursuing the legend of actually getting the story out there, which he poured his heart and soul into. And that the treasure which he had all along is his ability to write and to share that with the world, the experience of actually doing that was more enriching than any success that he would have. So it didn't really matter to him whether he would become a successful writer or not. And that is something that I find truly incredible. But of course, ultimately today, The Alchemist has sold over 65 million copies and has been translated to over 80 languages. And for these reasons, I think it truly is an incredible book that I think we should all read. There are so many lessons contained within it that I can't possibly sum up in this video. So I do suggest that you check it out. But ultimately, the takeaway for me that I'd like to end is this. We should all search within ourselves for our own personal legends and live a legendary life and seek for adventure and go on this adventure of life and pursue our dreams and our passion. We will definitely encounter hardships and adversities and many different people. But if we are able to be tenacious, able to be cautious, able to always be curious and also at the same time never settle in comfort and realize the value in the adventure and the journey itself. That's a way that we can truly live a fulfilling life, that we can truly discover the treasures within ourselves.